Hello and welcome to Talking HG. My name is Anthony Vassant. In this episode, we speak to Pu Ying Wong, a learning technologist at the Royal College of Art. We discuss digital skills and digital capabilities and what the differences between those two are. We also discuss what art teachers can do to foster these skills. We hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Pu Ying Wong. I am a learning technologist、uh, from the Royal College of Art, and I previously spent many, many years at UAL. As a, as a as one of the poster children, I guess, because I was a student there, and then I ended up having a career from from there. Thank you for joining us on Talking HE. Can you tell us a little bit about the differences between digital skills and digital capabilities? It's not that dissimilar in in a general sense, but maybe a little bit more、uh, specific. So, digital skills in the context of art education is. Some things with the S that are quantifiable. So, for example,、um, a student who knows how to use、uh, Photoshop to edit the the photos,、uh, images, that would be one digital skill. And then knowing how to use Cinema 4D, which is a 3D animation and modeling software, that's another digital digital skills.、Mm-hmm. How to do coding. So it's kind of quite. Um, from what I have witnessed, because I was a digital media technician for many years, from what I've witnessed firsthand, that those are the digital skills that students focus on and encourage to focus on by different、uh, people. Digital capabilities, on the other hand, I think is more of a mindset. Is how you. Um, survive and how you thrive in in. I think that is the、um, what people think as well. Not just my original thinking that has to be said.、Um, digital capabilities are a mindset where where how you thrive in today's digital society because we we can't get away with digital in this day and age. And I don't just mean online. I mean offline as well. So digital capabilities could include in again in an art education context could include. Um, your ability to jump between different software. So, for example,、um, one one student I worked with many years ago,、um, she would never leave my mind because she asked a question that was kind of a thing. It, let me tell you what the example is, and then I'll tell you what what my thoughts are. So, she came to my workshop, not my workshop. She came to the workshop for help, and、um, she asked me if I could teach her how to use Cinema 4D. Which I explain what it is, and how to use、um, Maya, which is very similar software, and Blender, which is another similar software. And I said, "So you want to learn all three?" She said, "Yes, because that would make me employable." And I said, "No, no, you don't, because they do similar things, and although they have different, they look differently, they have different interface. Fundamentally, they do the same things, and they the three pieces of software share the same language." And she refused to believe that, and、um, in a not very nice way, she walked off from me, and she went to one of my colleagues, who 
um, ended up teaching her all three. Um, so I think digital capabilities is about knowing how knowing the similarities and the difference between, let's say, for example, these three pieces of software and knowing that mm. knowing one or three would make you as employable because employers aren't looking for how many software you need to know. They're looking for your creativity. They're looking for your communication skills. They're looking for how you sort of deal with criticism. Um, so digital capabilities, capabilities, very similar. It's digital capabilities happen to be something that um, you deal with through a digital device or on social media. We, we, we all live in social media. Um, I am of the Twitter generation. Apparently, Twitter is for old people. I, I don't know what the younger generation use. Um, and I'm not even that old. So, um, you know, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's a mindset. It's a short, short, short answer to that. And are there common misunderstandings between the two? Yeah, people think they're the same. In fact, I I did some. Uh, it was it, it was a it was in the fairly. Um, it was pre pre pandemic, so it feels like a long time ago because the last two years seem seems like a long time. But in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, I did a series of workshop workshops with students using the um, UAL DCAF, which is the Digital Creative Attributes Framework, um, which was developed by Dave White, who is the um, head of digital education at UAL and also the um, president for um, at Ort. Um, developed by him and his team, it basically in, in, includes two mapping exercises with um, a range of digital capabilities or what they call digital attributes. For example, um, how agile you are as a person, being able to jump between different software, um, your storytelling abilities, your resilience with online criticism, which I briefly talked about. So two mapping exercises for students to kind of map out what they think is important and what they think they need to improve. And through my series of workshops, the common thread is students think they need to know as many pieces of software as possible because, because that, that makes them more employable. And they don't realize the importance of being able to, for example, communicate with each other is important. They don't realize necessarily um, uh, they need to be more resilient. They need to be more self-sufficient um, with not relying on software because I always think software becomes obsolete. It can become obsolete tomorrow. So um, one example, two examples actually. Um, so one of the workshops I did, I had two PR students who asked me, "Can they do the mapping together?" Now, bearing in mind the mapping that the maps are designed for individuals. But they asked me, well, we do everything together. We go for lunches together. We go to lectures together. We live, to live together. Can we, you know, if you want, that's fine. Do it together. Halfway through the workshop, they came to me. They were like, with this particular um, communication area, um, we disagree with how we approach it. Because I, I think one of them said, I think we should be more um, accommodating. The other one thing they should um, be more vocal. And I said, well, in this instance, you just have to agree to disagree to find a common ground between you. And mm. it kind of surprised them, despite the fact that they 
they as individuals they seem to know what they're doing but when they're working in a group they seem to lose that sort of focus and and which goes back to what I said about digital capabilities capabilities very sim very similar is how you approach things in in life in your professional life perhaps more importantly um, another example I wanted to say was a um, group of games design students now I had to bribe them to come because they they were like, oh, we are super duper. We are very good with computers. Lovely, lovely guys, lovely guys, but a um, little bit cocky, you know. Um, so they came and then they did the mapping and then they thought they would uh, score really high. And I'm doing it with a quotation mark. Um, <clears throat> at the end of the workshop, they were like, oh, my God, we don't realize that we need to be able to convey our ideas through our work so they're very very competent coders so they have very very high competency with the digital skills but they don't realize that's just one part of the equation and that really surprised me and them as well um so what i'm trying to say is that um the common misunderstandings are they are the same thing digital skills and digital capabilities but they are not they are very different things and they i'm not saying one is more important than the other they they absolutely complement each other because you can't have digital capabilities without having some understanding of digital skills. So I, I, it's not one more advanced than the other. Is when you have some digital skills, then you start developing your digital capabilities or your capabilities, or you should. And once you got a certain level of digital capabilities, you then can decide what digital skills you wanna develop in the future. So, for example. Um, when maybe as recent as five, six years ago, I was chasing um, all the Adobe accreditation because I've, I even I thought being having um, loads of digital skills and digital skills um, being certified in those skills would make me employable. I've stopped chasing them because I realized nobody cares, nobody asks, as long as you can show them how you can turn a not so great picture into an amazing stunning picture they don't care how you do it as long as you do it and how can arts educators instill this way of thinking into students who want to collect as many badges as possible i'm not sure if i have an answer for this because i i think i think the problem is the sector is a has a problem students are treated as customers they are referred to in some meetings internal meetings in, in some areas some corners in higher education as customers hmm. so when you have that mindset and, and and i don't blame the student i would never blame them for a second when they pay nine thousand ten thousand twenty thirty thousand pounds a year they want to learn quantifiable skills because then they can go home and think they've learned something it's almost like a box ticking exercise they can go hmm. to their parent they can go to whoever pays for their fees to say i've learned five things this year um, because I always think art, art education in particular is it's, for some people it's a lifestyle choice rather than let's go and do a degree in accounting and I, I become an accountant do a, uh, do a medical degree I become a doctor so on and so forth you do a degree in fine art like I did I ended up being a learning technologist not a complaint but it wasn't a career path that I thought I would go down when I was 18 yeah mm. um, so I, I, I don't have an answer for that because 
Our educators try. They try to encourage a student to think. They try to encourage them to have a critical mind and be able to sort of, you know, um, develop their artistic voice. But those things can't be counted. So after a year or two years, you go home, you think, what have I learned? The answer is probably either nothing or I don't know, because those things take times to 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 manifest those things are like to, to use a very cheesy analogy they're like wine it takes time for them to to be appreciated mm. like your thinking skills your you know you can't really test yeah. them necessarily yeah. when you're still in that sort of academic bubble you know you really have to go out and make some mistakes and you realize actually i'm more resilient than i thought because i i learned those in art school um so mm. i don't really have an answer yeah. for that other than um I had a better experience because I only pay a thousand pounds a year, so I, I, we were allowed the space and the time to, to, um, develop our capabilities and digital capabilities. Um, but then the, the the danger is because I was one of those people I complained not having enough things that we we were being taught because you know you might see your tutor once uh, once a week. And an art school, an art school experience is very. Um, it's like a group therapy session that lasts for three years. You sit around a, in 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 a circle and you you talk to each other, right? Um, it doesn't really happen in other that many other subjects. You wouldn't have a bunch of medical students sitting around and talking about a painting, <laughs> you know. Um, so I don't know because I was I was going to say you know and there would be music to many people's ears just just reduce the tuition fees abolish it but then then it's always I don't I don't know it's a short answer I have no I have no idea hmm. um, but I think the problem the problem is that um, because of of the marketization and the, the the privatization of higher education people have to pay so much there is an expectation for something in return. So when it comes to digital capabilities slash digital skills, it's so much easier just to say to the student, look, when you come to this three years um, photography degree or fine art degree, you can guarantee we would teach you five pieces of software because it's, it's easy mm -hmm. to sell and it's easy to satisfy the, 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 the funding requirements, easier to, Mm. It, it's just easy to make everyone happy mm. but yeah. I, I think i think yeah. it's fundamentally wrong yeah. you know they need to learn the digital skills but digital capabilities as well i i don't have an answer for that thank you to Pu ying wong for her time if you've got a topic suggestion or would like to take part in a future episode then please contact us at talking he pod on twitter alternatively please email santanu at santanuvasant Com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I've been Santanu Vasant and this has been Talking HE.